Good morning. So this is part two of Tiferes. We're in the middle of the Sfiris in this uh, series of Seydish uh, Talslus. So last week I gave an overview of what Tiferes is. I want to talk about now the second part of it, which is Tiferes, uh, we could call it Applied Tiferes. How it comes down into Aveda Sa'adam in our own uh, work serving Hashem, serving God, and, and also Tiferes Ben Adam Chavere. Ben Adam Lemokim Ben Adam Chavere as a personality feature. So, obviously, it extends directly from what we spoke about last week. So, I'll sum up a few points and then address it in the context of Midas Adam. So what I've been doing, as I've pointed out a number of times, every sphere has in it, obviously, many dimensions. Firstly, it's an instrument that Hashem was, was the Netzal. It's a Netzal from the Maitzel Elyon, which means God emanated these Netzalim, and that's specifically the word used, not Nivroim, because the spheres are essentially divine instruments, in contrast to creations that are actual creations, yesh So even though the Ebersh says, Lav iyu, inun midis iyu klal, he's beyond any midis, beyond any features or characteristics or personality, but nevertheless, once he emanated these uh, features, they are an extension and reflection of the Ebersh himself. And uh, each one in their own siyura and their own sura. So, we already discussed at length the different opinions and shittas about the spheres themselves, whether they're pshutim, mitsuyarim, whether they are um, shapeless or they have shape. And even in the context of yesh ma'ayin and gilea helem, there's also discussions whether the spheres are completely gilea helem, revealing godly faculties, or they're also creations at the end of the day, lefiyerech atzmus. Um, so each sphere has its own particular feature that reveals another part of God, Elikus. So when we are misbeinin on it, let's say when we dive and say Lecha Hashem, Hagod la Gibur or Hagdula Hagvurva Nat Atiferes, or Hagod la Gibur Vaneira, or different expressions we use on the Eibushter. So these Teirim are, as we know, they're not reflective of the Etzim itself, but they're reflective of different ways the Eibushter interacts with us. So Chesed would be Shem Kale. When the Ebrister gives is, is bestowing kindness. Gvura is, is shame elikim is din, when the Ebrister is sitting in judgment, or he's um, using discretion in, in his ashpa. And Tiferes is going to be Midas Harachim. Midas Harachim. So that's what we're going to talk about, Midas Harachim. So I spoke about it last week in the context of what is it, Megala, in the larger picture of Elikus, the concept of Mavriach Menakotza Lakotza that it is a connector from the highest levels to the lowest levels, and that the Kav is rooted in Teferes Hanelam before the Tzimtzum. So all indicating a force that creates Agdus between the various um, diversity of Chesed and Gvura. So Chesed to the right and Gvura to the left. Teferes is in the center. Talked about beauty being a harmony within diversity. So all this translates in Midas Odom. The mid of Rachmin. So let's discuss what that means exactly and why. So part of what I'm going to be just talking about is obviously taken from different places. But one thing I wanted to refer to was the Maimah Kol HaMerachim in Tovshin Tess, which is a very fascinating Maimah. 
Um, and it also comes to the Quintus, when the Rebbe published it, comes with a letter from the, the Rebbe Rashab, where he discusses this idea as well. So there, the question is, what's the difference between Ches and Rachman? Because on the Bechetzenius, ostensibly, it sounds like it's the same thing. Chesed is giving, and Rachamim is compassion. So yes, Chesed, kindness, Rachamim is the word compassion in Hebrew. But still, what's the real fundamental difference? So there he says, the difference is, in the Aces that we're familiar with, that Chesed is Gvul, and Teferis is Bligvul. What does that mean in simple terms? That Chesed, let's just take the, the, the classic example would be, you have a, a Bezden, Sanhedrin, a Bezden of three, let's say, or any uneven number, and they're sitting in judgment, and they're listening to evidence, and witnesses, etc. And then, one of the Chavrei uh, HaBezden holds that, the, is considering that this person is uh, innocent, chesed, that they should be acquitted, they're not guilty. And the other one says, no, the evidence shows that they're guilty. That's classic chesed and gvura. And they could be in disagreement. So that's why you have the, 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 the Shlishi HaMachriya who comes and determines what he says, and it'll be two against one, Achei Rabim Lahatis. But you can't make an argument that the Gvura, the, the, the Rav, or the Chavra Sanhedrin that held that this, this case is uh, guilty, that's in, uh, let's say, about a person, or in Dine Mominus, uh, uh, or, or that's in Nezikin. But let's say in other things, for example, it could be kosher or treif, kosher apostle. Same thing, kosher is chesed, apostle is gvura. Or tomei and toher, same idea, toher and tomei is also. One is that this is appropriate, one is that it's not. You have to stay away from it. One is asetev, so merah. But you're not going to make the argument that the one that has the argument, let's say, shpeshamai, that usually tends toward gvuras, more chumra, changes their position. It's just the Ebrister said, so you go by the majority. Well, later after it was determined that Allah is like Beishilo. Like but the point is, Gvura has a legitimate argument. So Gvura can, can neutralize Chesed. And sometimes it can win. So Chesed and Gvura are two Kavim, Shkulim. They're equal to each other. And it all comes down to who's going to dominate. And even if one dominates, it doesn't eliminate the other. It just begail halacha lepeil. You know, we learn Heiros from Das Beishame, even though the Allah is not like that. Eluv, Eludir, Elkim Chaim. Teferis, on the other hand, comes and says that even though it's true that Gvura has an argument that this person, let's say, should be guilty, nevertheless, we're going to have Midas HaRachim, we're going to have Rachman HaSanim. And we're still going to um, acquit him, so to speak. So we say, for example, in uh, Rosh Hashanah, so there's the Mid, it's the Yemadin, and we in the, the, the in Bezin Shalmaila, they're all the Tainas, and that's why we daven in order to abolish the dinim or to win out to be zeichel the din. But then there's another thing that's invoked: that even if it's true that some of the Tainas against Aid or Eden are correct, it's we still say we want to invoke midas harachim, and midas harachim overrides. Gvura in that sense. Because, like we spoke about, the Kavim Tsoi, Mavriach Menachot, because Gutferis has the capacity to go to a place that's higher than Chest and Gvura.
So in simple human terms is the concept of what we call empathy or compassion or mercy. I mean, I personally like the word empathy is the, the most correct word, compassion. You know, mercy has an element of, of like, you know, a Rahmanas case. It's not that. Here it's obviously coming from a deeper place. In the Maimed here, in Tov Shintes, he brings many different Maimodah Chazal to make the case for this. And the classic one, of course, is the story of Yom Kippur, where the Eden, after 39 days after Matan Teda, which was a chesed elion, the Ebeshter gave Teda, Matan Matona. And what happened? They built an Egel Azov, Chet Egel. And it wasn't a mistake, and it wasn't a Beshegig. It was very deliberate, and the worst possible crime, Mamish Ever on Layilacha Lekim Achedim, creating a Vedazar Mamish. Right after 39 days, they just heard about it. So there was very little way to defend it. Uh, there was no way to defend it, to be honest. And yet, even though those that had to be punished were punished, Moshe Rabbeinu, this is the classic story, went back. First of all, he broke the luchas. As Rashi explains, it wasn't out of anger or out of control. It was very deliberate, because the luchas is like the ksuba. Im zemat and So even though the Eden had heard la and the other Asadibra of the Asadibris, but they didn't so to speak sign the contract yet. They didn't receive the Ksuba. Because the Luchas were not delivered yet. So Mesha broke the Luchas, which was anticipating they'll have now tell the that fine. They heard it, but they didn't uh, accept it yet. And he went up on the mountain and he davened for forty days and forty nights. And it didn't work in the first forty days. It comes down two different opinions the first day the second day goes back again and this time 40 days later is Yom Kippur and he prevails receives the Luchas and as we say every Yom Kippur night right after Kol Nidre three times Salachti said the Ebrister speaks and says Salachti I've forgiven them as you spoke this is classic Midas Harach because Moshe didn't say they weren't guilty. He didn't say they didn't do it, or someone else did it, or, it's, or you know, he didn't have a taina against Midas HaGvur. He just went deeper and invoked from the Ebrister that your connection to the Eden is deeper than Midas HaGesta, Midas HaGvur. And indeed, what happens? The Ebrister's Megalatim, the Yud Gimel Midas, what? Midas HaRachmi. It's exactly the biggest chiddush that happens on Har Sinai. Pasha Kisisa elaborates on the story that the more Moshe davened and ultimately Abish said, I will reveal to you the Yud Gimel Midas Arachimim. So essentially the 13 secret attributes of divine compassion. The fact that it took such a chet and it took such effort from Moshe's part, you can imagine the Yud Midas Arachim is not a small matter. Why didn't Abish to give it by Matan Teda? Because by Matan Teda was a gili more of chesed. So it was a Gilead Lakus with all the grace of Giluim of Matan Teda, no one's taking away from that. But this requires something, something deeper. In simple uh, terms, it took 40 days to receive the Teda, and it took 80 days to receive forgiveness. So you could just see from that alone what we're talking about here. So in simple English, and I use this all the time in many different classes and workshops, marriage or relationships, because it's a tremendous lesson. When people, for example, have, God forbid, in a marriage, 
something breaks down or there was a uh, betrayal or infidelity or distrust or something, and a legitimate one, not uh, imagined. And is it reconcilable? That's the first question. Somebody broke a promise or lied or, or did something that you can think is unforgivable, you always ask the question, maybe it damaged the relationship. And too late. But Yom Kippur teaches us that's not the case because the greatest damage possible was the Chetah Egel, was a complete infidelity. Mamish, the Jews betrayed God. That's what they did. And after a marriage between the Abishta and the Eden and the Teira and all that. And yet, there are, there are, there's hope. This doesn't justify what they did, but it means you can dig deeper. What's the Nukudah? What did Moshe really tell the Abishta on Har Sinai? So it doesn't even say exactly we just know that it's clear that he was de- reaching deeper and he was telling the Ebrister, and I'm just paraphrasing, that you and the Eden are always connected. The fact that this was breached, I'm not, forg- I'm not overlooking it, but your connection is deeper than the breach. And that's what he was invoking. And what does the Ebrister respond to him? What do you want me to do? Again, I'm not, I'm not saying these are the words, but this uh, concept. I created a world, this cause and effect. A person puts their hand in fire, it gets burned. I didn't do it. That's the way the nature of existence. When Aid is Eved on Aveda, it creates a break. That's the system that was created because Tedus Chayenu Veedach Yemenu. And if you cut yourself off from the source of life, what happens? Sibum Mesubov. It's not a punishment. The Abish just dug up a punishment. Now, okay, I'll overlook it. It goes against the whole the whole purpose of existence is to live up to Tedus Mitzvah. When a person chooses. They're basically cutting themselves off. So what was Meshav's response to that? That's a very powerful uh, argument. What, what do you want me to do? Meshav said, yeah, but you created these laws. And you're not bound by them. And if they didn't do proper tshuva, I want to be able to tell them that they can gain forgiveness. They're not perfect human beings. You, did, you know that you did not create them perfectly. So they made a mistake. But if you tell me that a person makes a mistake... And let's say even a deliberate mistake. And they can never correct it. How are we ever going to exist in this world? The Abishta told Moshe to go find another nation. And what do you think would happen with the next nation? They also have flawed human beings. They also have Yetzirah. So we're going to go. So that's why Moshe was saying, I need another, uh, another midah from the Abishta that you haven't given us yet. And that is that when truth is done properly, I can, we can dig deeper, and so to speak, open up a back door that overrides Seder Ishtashlus. That's what Meshul was looking for. Now he knew that the Avis Hashem, the Yisrael, and Avis Yisrael Hashem was Atzmis, like a father and a child, like a parent and a child, even though the child can do something terrible, he can never destroy the love of a father to a child. It may be concealed, the father could be angry, it could be a lot of things, but the Atzmis, the connection never disappears. Like he says in Tanya Pedig Beis, Bni B'chedi Yisrael, Bonim Atem L'Hashem Alekechem, Aben, Chelik Elikam Emal Mamish. No matter what happens, the, the God, the Ebrist is still our father and we're still his child. And there's Atzmiz Nikah connection, Etzim Ha'av, as he explains there. So even though in Giluyim, in a revealed way, a father and a child can have argument, and it could be quite, uh, even quite distant even, but the Etzim, it never disconnects. The fact that you say parents and some children are estranged. That's another story. Maybe they're not that healthy. But talking about the natural the love, even biologically. So Lamaila, for sure, that's the way. So what Meisha was saying, I need that 
we begala that connection. And that's where Tiferes comes into play. Essentially, Moshe's appeal to the Ebishter and beseeching and, and digging and, and the, the whole, the whole uh, Masidus Nefesh, actually. Now, this is the classic Sicha that the Rebbe spoke, Simchas Tere, Tov Shemem I'm sure you heard of it. The Sicha, I was there, obviously, I wrote up the Anoche. It was unbelievable, Fabrengen. It was that Simchas Tere. The few times that the Rebbe uh, on Simchas Tere would cry like that, Mamish tears. And there was uh, the Rebbe basically, uh, the Rebbe was a Kochzech and learned every Shabbos, explained that Rashi. So he, he began then that Simchas Tere, since uh, Pasha Baruch has never read on Shabbos, because it's read on Simchas Tere, um, unless uh, Simchas Tere is on Friday, Friday Simchas Tere can't even be on Shabbos. Um, so the Rebbe said, he's going to explain that Rashi. So it was the night of Simchas Tere before our Kofis Tov Shemem Zayin. And he began explaining the last Rashi in Chumish, which is Le'enei Kol Yisrael, Chola Eises Va'amevsi Mashaosa Mesha Le'enei Kol Yisrael. And Rashi says, what's Le'enei, what did he do Le'enei Kol Yisrael? Shviris Luchis. And Eivishter said, Yashakechecha Shashivarta. And that's the Rashi. So the Rebbe, of course, asked all the obvious questions. First of all, for what? Shviris Luchis is not exactly a, a great event. We fast on Shavuos and Batamas because of it. It's one of the five tragedies, Nishtabra Haluchis, on Shavuos and Batamas, the 17th of Tammuz. And it came as a result of Chet Ha'egel. What's Yeshar Kechacha? And then the Klala, as Messiah and Betev, how's Rashi? Decides to end Chumash. And it's a positive note. The Enei Kol Yisrael, Mesis, Eisus, and Mefsim. There was a lot of Eisus and Mefsim. You see, it's Mitzrayim, and Kriyas Yamsuf, and Matan Tera. And they read this Haman and everything that happened in the Midbar. So of all things, Meshach decides, and this is also the Enei Kol Yisrael. Of all things, Meshach decides, Shvidus Aluchus, a thing that is actually seems to be a negative. And on and on, the Rebbe asked a few other questions that, that, that just... And then the Rebbe began to explain. It came out also Mugen Nilkuta Sichas, but I would, even though, obviously, there it's like very... Uh, the final uh, version... But if you want to feel all the emotions of it, I would suggest reading the Hanukkah. And the Rebbe began, you could see it was like very, it was quite awesome to, 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 to observe the Rebbe speaking very personally. You could see he was also speaking about what a Rebbe is. And basically the Nukudah was that this was the greatest act that Rashi is bothered by the fact, not just Lainia Kol Yisrael, but also that this is the Sima Teira. So it has to be something that's unbelievable. So the, the Yitzis Mitzrayim and Matan Teira, Kriyas Yamsu, Matan Teira, and all the other Mefsim, Gvaldika Mefsim. But it's not a pella. The Ebishter wants to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim, give Teira, and Moshe is his chosen uh, Shliach, so he could do it. Where do you see the godless of Moshe, this last Pesach and Teira that wants to bring out what kind of man Moshe Rabbeinu was, what kind of leader he was? The Eden Yisrael, you see it when Moshe had to do something that was not uh, commanded. Not the Ebrister told him to go do it. Pukfa It had to be at his own initiative. But the Ebrister actually told him to go choose another nation after Chet Egel. And Moshe said no. And he stood up even to the Ebrister himself, Kav And he would not take no for an answer. And he kept knocking on the door 40 days. That was not Yimei Kas. That was not Yimei Rotson. And then another 40 days. In other words, basically would not give up. He was not going to, he was not going to leave until he prevailed. 
And then he prevails, and the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, is a result of that. And what did he do? He broke the luchas. This is not just a small matter. This is a Sefer Teir, al-Islam, falls on the floor by accident. It's a whole uh, tragedy. You fast, and you look for tikkunim. Here's not just a Sefer Teir, you're talking about luchas, and not just the luchas, the first luchas that Debrister wrote and engraved and everything. And Moshe didn't do it by accident. It was very deliberate. But all to save the... He's ready to break the luchas alakim, mamish, the divine luchas, the tater of the Abish to himself, and he's ready to say, erase my name from this sefer. What sefer? We're not talking about a, a book, we're talking about the sefer the sefer that gives life to each one of us. And Moshe is ready to give up not just his Gashmis, but his Ruchnias and his Elam Haba and everything. His connection to the Abish to himself. That's, imagine, if, you know, that's what he was basically saying. That is the greatest thing, because that's where you see where a real Rebbe is, a real leader is. Ready to sacrifice everything for the Teva of Eden. So obviously, even though the Rebbe didn't feel race about Yom Kippur, what we're talking here, Midas Arachimim, this touched Abish to Kavyochel in a very deep way. A man is ready to do that. So what is the Abish going to do? And he responded. This, in essence, what I just described is Midas Arachimim in, the, in its most that most, uh, call it, uh, direct and blunt and powerful fashion. Because it's essentially reaching completely higher than, say, the Rishnalshas. Ches and Gvura are kavim, the Abish to create it. We spoke about Ches is kavagili, Gvura is kavatsimtsum or kavahelam. And they're both necessary. It's the, whether it's Amshachis or the Tzimtzum or it's the, the Eir, Eiris and Kalim. And you need Ches and Gvura, and everything in life needs Ches and Gvura. And you need Gvura to create so-called discretion and symptom and, 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 and uh, but the Feres is like inserted in the Sphiris in Kavan Tsoi that can be Mavriach When needed, it can reach all the way up to Keser and Primis Keser. And here we're talking even the Primis of Atmus Eirin Sof, all the way to the Helamat, all the way to the highest levels that can literally forgive even Mamish worst possible sin. That's ultimate compassion. So compassion, therefore, and empathy is not just, okay, you know, you walk in the street, you see somebody, God forbid, is, is a nebach, doesn't have money or doesn't have a home, so you have rachmonis on him. That's, uh, you know, that's one thing. Here we're talking about much deeper than that, that even if Gvura has a good argument, and I'll be saying to this person does not deserve something, but midas uh, but means you go much deeper and higher. Which also explains a famous story with the Rebbe Rashab, the Fridik Rebbe, where uh, the Rebbe Rashab said to the Fridik Rebbe, it says in the Gemara that you have to call Merach, you have to be Merachim and everyone, Chutzmin Asheta. Not supposed to have Rachmonis on Asheta. So the Rebbe Rashab said, Nuzeh, Tazeh, Vifu Rachmonis, Medaf Hobma Fa'idin, if I mention, was the Abed the Tayra Lanezok, Tamitarish Racham Rachmon, Osul Racham how much Rachmanis you have to have in a person that the Tate itself says you're not supposed to have Rachmanis. So how exactly do you explain the story? But the, the Rebbe Rashab is going against the Gemara. It's a Chazal. Because the point is, he's explaining what Midas Arachmim is. I, the Chazal says, it's Chazal is saying it, a P, the regular Shtashos of Midas Arachmim. The reason you're not supposed to have Rachmanis on a Sheita is not because Rachmanis is a bad thing, but it won't help him. 
you can actually hurt him. It's like having Rachim al Achzarim, well, ultimately, not Achzarim and Rachmonim, as the Russian goes. But if you dig deeper, like in a case, like the case with, uh, by the Eden, by Matante, by the Chet Eagle, Nachmonis has the power to go even deeper than that. And there's a precedent for them. It's not a steer. It's like similar where it says, Echtiv Oshuv, someone that says, I'll sin and do, and do tshuva. He's not, his tshuva will not be in the scalpel. Comes to the Altar Rebbe in tiny twice and says, Im dochak If you really force, push the, to push the door, if you really force the issue, you could also get to do tshuva even if Echtiv Oshuv. And the question is, what does that mean? But the Gemara says, because Echtev Oshev is basically since you did a sin, you can't, the sin itself cannot become the thing that protects you. Like Chetaniskir, you don't have the concept of a sin being rewarded for it. However, if you dig deeper, end of the day, and the Shama has the ability to go even deeper, and you do such a powerful, you do tshuva, even on the fact that you did Echtev Oshev, then you have the power. So in other words, there's a concept of going deep. The famous Reish uh, Chochmah, which you may have heard of, but it's uh, quite powerful. You know, the famous story of Acher, Alisha ben Avuya, right? One of the four that went Nichnis and Lepardis, and, and uh, three of them, unfortunately, were affected. One died, hits its mess, one became, one went insane, one became uh, an apostate, Alisha ben Avuya. From then on, they call him Acher, the other. Atkadekach. They don't even call him by his name. And then Rabbi Akiva, of course, Nichens Bishal and Vyotsu Bishal. So the Ach is, of course, the most fascinating of all four because you want to know what exactly happened. I mean, Rabbi Akiva is, of course, also, but I mean, if you're a little troublemaker, you want to know what exactly happened with Ach. So the Gemara talks about Ach, very, very strong terms, that he was the classic example of of Yedeus Rebbeinu Mechav Limred Bey. Because he wasn't a, he was a, a, a Tana, a major one. Talmudim like Rabbi Meir and Rabbi, others like that. That at Kedekach, his, uh, his uh, so-called apikursus uh, um, was so intense that even Gehenim didn't want to have it. So the Gemara talks about when he passed away, his neshama was hovering over his kever, Bitzar, because even the Gehenim didn't want it. And so Rabbi Yehuda had to dava for him, etc., etc., to just get him into Gehenim. You know, a classic story with them, once learning, Rabbi Meir would learn with him, even after this, because he still wanted to get the Teira. And with Shabbos, and he was riding on a horse, Rabbi Meir was walking on his side, hearing Teira from him, on Shabbos, riding on a horse. And they finally came to the, with the, 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 the Alpai Mama, the Tchum, so Rabbi Elisha ben knew, and told him, you have to go back, because it's Shabbos. And that's when he said to him, why don't you come back with me? Which meant also, not just uh, technically, also meant the tshuva. He said, for me, it's too late. So this is what kind of person you're talking about here. So Reish's Chochman brings an unbelievable vart. I'm not sure what his source is, but uh, the Rebbe brings it once in a while. Uh, a few times, I, I remember, um, where the Reish's Chochman says that when he came up Lamaila, he stood before the Bezun Shalmaila, the Ebersh to ask him, said, you knew the klal that in the chadover emid b'fnei tshuva. So it's true, you did what you did, but you could always do tshuva. So he responded, but a baskel came out from heaven that said, everybody can do tshuva. In the chadover emid b'fnei tshuva, chutzma acher. It was a clear statement. Everybody except acher. So the reshes chachma says that the responded responded to him. 
that there's a din. You know the din as well. So Magid Vorov Yaakov Chukum with Mishpat of the Yisrael. The Ebrus is Mekayim, all the mitzvahs he gives us. So even the Balabas says, say, you're not supposed to listen. Other things, yeah. So even the Balabas, Adena Shalelam, the Ebrus himself, Balabas of Kol Elam Kulei, he told you, Chutzmi Acher, everything except Chutzmi Tzei. He should have broken down the door, basically. You know, which is an unbelievable word. Uh, the Ebrus himself said, you can't come in. But that's what Achimim does. Because remember, the Ebrus is a Maile Mekol Shtalshus, ultimately. And even though the Ebrist established a structure, and that structure stands, and even, even Kav Yochel the Ebrist himself says, Kosha Kikriyas Yamsuf. How could you say Kosha on the Ebrist? What do you mean? The Ebrist created water, he created land, he created the rules. Why is it difficult for him to suspend them? We know it says Shaykh Amunah that every second is the Savas Bechol Rega, and all the Ebrist has to do is stop breathing or stop wanting the world, and it stops. So you could say that on a human being. So Chassidus answers because the Ebrister bound himself. Kav bound himself to his own rules. These are his rules. They're not our rules. The rules of nature that govern nature, the Ebrister bound himself and he said, Lo yishbesu, yeim v'layla, and, and the cheirav v'skayit. After the Mabel, the Ebrister promised that I will never suspend the laws of nature again, as he did by the Mabel. Even the Mabel was not total suspension. It was Leishim Shamazolis and other things. Why? Because, that, because that's how the Ebrister wants it. That's why the story with the Alter Rebbe, when he was uh, arrested, and he wanted to be Mekadish Levona, and they were on a boat. So he, so he asked the person to stop the boat so he could make the bracha. He didn't want to stop it, so the Alter Rebbe stopped it miraculously. And then he let it go again, and then told him to stop it. So the question is, well, you already stopped it, so make the bracha. Because Teder wants it to be Leibah Shemayim. It's not, you don't do Teder with Nisim. You do it with Teva. That is also part of the Kavon. Did it with and the Gidriya Tachtenim and Teva. So the rules of this world are not just our rules and God can any, every given moment. That's why you don't have Nisim that just comes. So what is Ramid Sarachimim? It reflects the Keyach HaBligvu of the Ebrister that, tra- that overrides and transcends when necessary, say the Ishtalshus. Now this is not meant that every day you invoke it. That's like you don't, you don't call emergency call every day or else it loses its power. But when the time comes, and Moshe Rabbeinu felt it and he saw it was going to be for history. And what he gave us was Yom Kippur. Now we have the holiest day of the year as a result of a chet, not a result of a mitzvah. That tells you that you have the power to invoke it when necessary. So there's no such thing as hopeless, and there's no such thing that everything is, is damaged. There's no such thing. In, in the Yiddishkeit, in Teda, it's always some hope. Even though Rahman al-Islam, we know situations that things seem to be completely, but first of all, we don't know the whole story. So the idea of mitasarachim on that level, so mitasarachim, empathy, is that the Ebrister gave us, like he explains in this Maimer, that now even in Midas HaOdam, when we're not Bligvul, it's one thing the Ebrister could have Rachmanus. The fact that we are able to have Rachmanus tells you the Ebrister gave us one of his Midas, a Midas that you can have compassion on someone even if they hurt you. Even if Gvura dictates that this person should be punished or this person should definitely not be your friend, but Midas HaRachmanus goes deeper than that. So when Yosef meets his brothers and he had every right and legitimate right to be angry at them, and, uh, and not only does he need punishment, 
but he rewards them. And he feeds and sustains them. And then he says, when they say, when they're so ashamed and embarrassed what they did 22 years, he was uh, basically, they thought he was dead, his father. And he was uh, thrown into the dungeons, and then who knows what would have happened. And he says, it's not you that did it, Abishta did it. That capacity to be Maivra Amidesov, like the Alter Rebbe says at the end of chapter Perikid Beis and Tanya, he says that, the Zaya says, he brings from the Zaya that Mugesov was Maivra Amidesov, and that's why he had all the schar and all the, the reward that he got for it. That, that we have the capacity to overlook and override even a natural reaction. Somebody hurts you. So you have all the reaction, the right to be uh, angry or the right to be upset. And yet, there's a concept of Rachmanus that is the middle of Bligvul that was given to us. So in that sense, Teferis takes on a whole powerful thing. Take away Teferis from our lives. You know, we were talking about what would the world look like without Teferis. You would not have this capacity. Basically, it would be like something went wrong, it's damaged, and by the gang, you can't fix anything. So the Teferis allows us that opening that can lead us from the lowest to the highest levels. And in human terms, it's the idea of having empathy. Yeah, that even when a person may be din, there's gvura and din, there can be rachmanis. Like he brings from this moment, in this moment of Shintas and other places as well, that's why Teferis also has the power to be mahapich, din to chesed. Like I said earlier, in a court case where you have chesed wins over gvura, that means that it's graver over it. It's not mahapachit. Hillel doesn't change Beishamai's mind. It's just that the Allah is like Beishil. And Beishamai also goes along with it because that's what Alpitei, you go according to the Psach. But the Svaris of Beishamai were not changed. It's not like you persuade. But when it comes to the Feres, because it comes from a different level altogether, so it has the power of this hapcha what we call hamtokas gvuras, not just overpowering the gvura, but actually transforming it. He actually brings the posseg vayafich Hashem alikim es the story by Bilam, where they're able to transform the klola. Vayafich is not just overriding a klola. You could have said, here he was going to curse the Jews, and the Ebishter didn't let him curse, or he neutralized the curse. That's not transforming it. Bilam ends up giving the Eden the greatest brachas, matevo alacha, and all the other brachas, the brachas about Mashiach, aren of Le'at, and all the different things, and uh, all the different the brachas that uh, Bilam gives us. That's a hafiche, that has to come from a place that's higher. Chesed cannot transform Gvura. Chesed can neutralize Gvura. The classic, another example given for it, I don't think in this moment, but Naim Beis in Chele Gimel, where he talks about Vayimtuko, Meimorah, so they didn't came to Metemora and the water was bitter and it had nothing to, they couldn't drink it. So the Abishta shows him, here's the eights and throw the eights and he threw the eights and he thrust the eights into the water and sweetened the water. So there's two opinions or two general opinions of what, 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 what kind of eights was it. So the Zoya says it was eights Chaim. Like eights Chaim he. And eights Chaim is higher than Chaim and Movis, higher than Chest and Gvura. So it had the power to completely override the bitterness, the, the Meridus, and turn it into um, sweet water. There's a, the Medish says, no, the Eitz was, uh, there are three opinions there, four opinions. 
that the Eitz was actually a bitter piece of wood. Eitz Achaim is not bitter. Eitz Achaim is just from another level. And the three opinions, I think it's the opinion is Eitz Zayis, a uh, olive branch. Another opinion is, um, is that it was a willow branch, a rova. And a third opinion, I think in English we call it Orleander, another bitter branch, uh, it's called Ratfuni, or Radufni, depending on the goodness there. So this is also brought in Kechulin. So what is that? They're all bitter branches. So the bitterness transformed the bitterness. That's the Sapcha, that's a whole different story. So he brings that there's three types of Amtokas Agvuras. One is where, using a physical example, you have, let's say, bitter water. You can't drink it. So what do you do? You pour sugar into it. Or you pour sweet water, better. And you sweeten it. If you pour enough sweet water, you don't transform the bitterness. You override it. It neutralizes it. It, like, dilutes it. So if you have 90% sweet and 10% bitter, you're not going to really feel the bitter. But you haven't transformed it. <coughs> the second step is where you actually have Eitzachayim, you bring such a powerful energy into it that it just completely overrides the, the bitter and transforms the bitter. But it's Mamay Lamata. That's Eitzachayim. And then there's Gvurus Nimtokim Elein, Gvurus Nimtokim Elein, that's total transformation. That the bitter itself corrects the, that which is bitter. Like the Medrash brings there that, that it says that a human being strikes somebody, God forbid, with a knife and he heals him with a bandage. As the Medrash says, the Ebrister, he heals us from the very Makkah that he strikes us with. Totally sapcha. And that's the power of uh, Tiferes, the power of transforming. And Yom Kippur is like that. Yom Kippur didn't just overlook. It was a transformation. It's a transformational day of sapcha, of real tshuva. So in essence, in that context, Midas Harach, Yud Gimel Midas Harach, that the Ebrister revealed to Moshe, Dafki and Har Sinai, after the Chet Egel, and when Moshe was davening and asking, So the Ebrister reveals the Yud Gimel which we invoke through month of El, but when mostly, Yom Kippur. Especially in the Ila, how many times we, we mentioned the Yud Gimel Midas Arachman, and uh, because these are the divine, the, the, basically the 13 powerful secret uh, virtues, or Midas Arachman, the attributes of compassion of the Ebrister. And we have the power to invoke it, and also in our lives, when that's what he brings, as he concludes in the Maimer, that it goes, the Ebrister gave us through Rachmim, that we could also have, and when we have Rachmanus on somebody, that in turn causes the Ebrister to have Rachmanus on us, which means overlook, not just overlook the Gvura, but actually transform Gvura to, to Din to, 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 to Chesed. And that's the power of uh, Tiferes. So when you put it together with what I spoke about last week, that Tiferes is the Kavam Tsoi, and it blends together Chesed and Gvura, and you have a much deeper understanding. Tiferes is not just mixing Chesed and Gvura together and creating a nice, uh, beautiful blend. It's actually reaching a third level, that Midas Emes, Midas Yaakov, like he brings, this is all the Midas of Nachla Blima. Mitzorim is the mid of Yaakov. What's the Bli Mitzorim? Because it's Bli Gvul. It's the capacity that even though you have the Chesed of Avram and Yotzim Emenu Yishmol and the Gvura of Yitzchak, which Yotzim Emenu Esav. So you see the Zinika Sachetzenim from the two Kavim. Comes to Feres, Yaakov Mitoshe Shlema. And 
is complete. There's no room for Yenikas HaChetzenim because it's Nachleb Limitzarim. It's the third meal of Shabbos, or Faratzta, is the bracha of, of Yaakov. Third meal of Faratzta, Yom of Akeim, Vitzafein of Enegba. You'll see all the shenis of Bligvu. And like he says, Midas HaEmes. Midas HaEmes is the Midas of Bligvu, which goes deeper than just regular Chest and Gvura. And as I said, in our personal lives, it comes down to very simple, how we look at people. Now, this doesn't mean we forget, we, we overlook a person did something wrong. They may have to go to a dentator, or they may need uh, uh, discipline. But overall, it should all be in the context of, there's always the element of chesed within it. So that's what it says in the Pasuk. And uh, as a matter of fact, in the, in the last bracha that Rebbe gave us, Leisato, Rosh Tov Shinun Beis, if you look at the bracha starts that the Rosh is Yemadin. I mean, later through the year, we understood a little deeper, uh, sadly, what that meant, that the Rosh is Yemadin, and yet Vashavto Eida Vitzilo Eida. And the whole purpose of Vashavto, of Din, is in order to bring Hitzilu. So this is not just that you should have Kvurah, should bring Chesed. It's like I was saying, because when you have that capacity, that even when there is Din, you have to always remember the Kavon is not Din. Din is only a means to get to the Gilim of Alakus. Simpson is not, is not a, a Kavona La'atzma. It's Bishvila Gili. In some Amorim it says it's Hepecha Kavona, actually. So ultimately, Teferis reflects that, that element. That you just happen to be, not happen to be, that you are working on yourself of being a compassionate, empathetic person. And in simple terms, you know, if someone speaks to you, you're all, you're all having your shlichus. It could be right now, wherever you're going to end up in your life. You know, people come speak to you. Are you a person of empathy? Do you feel another person's pain? Are you sensitive? Or are you judgmental? Even if one's not judgmental, doesn't mean you're empathetic. But empathy is a particular focus. One of the things you hear many people say when they met the Rebbe, whether it was even dollars or yechidus, the empathy, the Rebbe looked at them as if nobody else was there and just caring about the person. We're not even talking about advice or what you're what, how you direct them or guide them. Just the fact that you care. The caring of something is the simas lev, is essentially the mid of teferis. So that's much more than chesed. Chesed is love, and always have to have love, but it has its uh, agbolas. And teferis goes far beyond that. Like he says here, at the end he brings about zdoke, that zdoke actually compares to teferis, not to uh, chesed. Even though it's chesedim, so obviously it's a part of chesed, is also part of zdoke, but Zdoka goes in the form, as he says, at the end of the mime of even Bligvul. It's an attitude in general that the ultimate bitl is when you're able to hear somebody else's pain. When you're able to hear someone else's situation and not just impose your opinions and your feelings. So it's a tremendous midah and a trem- it's extremely important in Ashba because if you can't listen to someone, they're not going to really trust you or talk to you. And a lot of people you go to for advice, they have very good advice, but they don't know how to listen to you. You don't know how to have, like, you know, just, just empathy. Just feel my situation. You know, someone's sharing with you something that's difficult for them. And you're right away giving them advice. Maybe first just let them speak. It's, even that is a simple act of Rachmanus. And I don't mean Rachmanus, again, in a negative way, like Rachmanus' case. I mean it in a powerful way. Because some people need to express themselves. And even if you don't have to, then comes afterwards, it comes the Eitzis, if you have an Eitzis. So it's really just a tremendous mida in, uh, in our own Pashat. Aveda, refining ourselves. And like the Mishnah says, that uh, that 
So that the word Teferis is used. And you find it in many places, the idea of Zakeli uh, Van Vehu, the beauty to do something in a beautiful way, in a, in a Teferisdika way. So that, I think, covers the, this, this Midah, both Lamaila and Lamata. And um, so I think we can close the book, on tef- not close the book, but at least move on from Teferis, move on next week to uh, Netzach. Everyone have a good week. And uh, as I said last week, I took a week. Yeah.